Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back, and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor, someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Bruce Lenoyle. Man, that guy, the career he had, he worked on The Muppets, Theodore Rex, Dinosaurs on ABC, all the things that we love. But before we dive into this week's movie that I've never seen before, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm feeling a little loony after I watched Ooh. this uh, movie. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I'm surprised I'd never seen it either. I thought I did. I, I might be glad I didn't see it again. So, Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. All right. So this might be a little bit of an opposite because I've never seen the movie before. And even though growing up, Looney Tunes always had like that adult humor, man, they really towed the line in this one and I enjoyed it. Well, that's my question. Who is this movie for? Oh, I would, I would say the same audience. Like it's 2003 when this came out. So maybe it was one of those movies that were like, you know what? We're not getting the kids anymore. Maybe we have to like have those jokes so the parents enjoy it too. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of kids are not going to know who Bugs Bunny were, you know, the younger ones at 2003, but I can't, like most of the jokes were way over their head. I mean, they're all definitely related towards adults, but I can't see adults going there without children to watch it. So I I really don't know what, who who the audience, the main audience was supposed to be. I mean, I know, I know it's supposed, it was technically supposed to be a sequel to Space Jam, correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But there was like, I think Michael Joy, there was like behind the scenes stuff that was going on. So they couldn't technically make it a sequel. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we'll be interested to talk about. I think it's, in, I think it's a sequel in the vein. I was trying to think of it when I was watching it because my wife was like, is this really a sequel? And I'm like, well, it's like the great Muppet caper really a sequel. It uses the same cast of characters, but is it really a, a sequel? It's not a continuing in the storyline. It's just the same characters. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's what it turned out to be. But I, I mean, I was reading a little research on it, and it was supposed to technically be a sequel. They wanted this movie to be a sequel to Space Jam, um, and then they had multiple different types of Space Jams. It didn't work out, and I think there was behind the scenes, like I said, with maybe one of the directors that didn't want to go a certain way, so they kind of threw it together. And I think that's why some of it did not work. But we'll we'll get into it. All right. Well, the right off the bat, the movie is. It reminds me of a Looney Tunes car- cartoon that I've seen before. And I, I'm sure that is exactly what it is. The rabbit season. It's it's their most famous, one of the most famous episodes. Yeah. And, and it's a real season. I mean, it's a real episode. So I remember having that. I have the Looney Tunes 50 uh, episodes on DVD. And that's on there. Um, yeah. So I, I did love how it started right off the bat with the classic, one of the classic scenes of Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And then when it cut to when the scene was over and they were kind of like, it went into, right into the boardroom. I thought, and it's funny because we, you know, obviously Roger Rabbit, great movie. Space Jam, not not so great movie. And like we interviewed uh, Michael Grace. He did Cool World and he wanted it to have that same feel as Roger Rabbit. And I, I got to tell you, the animation on top of the film, it looked awesome. <laughs> so this is where we're going to be a little different. So oh, really? okay. I, th- I think the animation was great. I think the animation looked very, uh, looked good. Uh, you know, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all them. However, I think 
I think Roger Rabbit looked better. Oh, I think, definitely. Yeah. And, and that, how long ago did Roger Rabbit come out? I mean, it had to be what in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So I think the technology for whatever reason looked so much better with Roger Rabbit. If you look close, a lot of it just, it, it looked like they weren't even holding like hands when they were supposed to. And like, I felt like it didn't match the cartoon looked great, but the matching to the adult, like, you know, the humans I thought was a little off. You know who hated this? Uh, I don't know if he hated the movie, but he hated the whole process. Joe Dante, the director who did like gremlins. He did the burbs. He hated it because the way they did those scenes, like uh, the ba- behind the scenes, I posted it uh, for Bruce Lenoyle. He was like doing the scene with Jenna Elfin with the Daffy Duck beak. And then what they would do, they have to shoot the scene again with some kind of like motion capture. And then they have to shoot it again with nothing. Wow. So they had to shoot the same scene three times. So he was like frustrated with the whole process. He w- was not a big fan. You know, I didn't realize that he, he uh, directed Gremlins. Oh, did, yeah. you, did you notice the Gremlins uh, yeah. throwback in his movie? Yeah. The music? Yeah, that was cool. That was awesome. <laughs> no, I loved, how about the movie posters in the first scene? Lethal Weapon Babies. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the two, the Warner Brothers. The two twins, the two fat twins. They're like something we could take our grandkids to. Well, you know, and that again, that was a start. Even when they went, you know, later on, the other posters about James Bond, the movies, you yeah. know, but like all these posters were geared toward adults. Like again, no, no children are going to understand what those posters were. So there were so many adult, you know, I, I, I that's, you know, you know, it is. I think with Roger Rabbit, they were cartoons constantly, but very relatable i think with like bugs bunny and daffy duck which were through that the whole movie they were just one after another it just almost seemed overboard it was just like it was like one joke after another it was like nonstop. yeah they even did a, a cartoon network a, it was kind of like an adult it was it was uh daffy duck and bugs bunny living together and they were just going back and forth and like it was like they were adults living together like it was it was just like this they were like two guys that hated each other they loved to rip on each other and daffy got took the brunt of the jokes and uh i thought he was getting a raw deal he got fired by jenna elfman well not only that if he, he's basically the the tom of tom and jerry where everything bad happens to him all the time yeah. like he, you know he never wins i don't think daffy duck has ever won at any moment you know and i think he you know i think he re- he's reading the script and he's constantly like hey, listen i'm i'm just as big as bugs bunny yet i get crapped on all the time yeah and he was fed up yeah, he, he was pissed off, and it was cool that he finally stood up. He's like, "I don't want to be, I don't want to be the butt of your joke." Yeah, I want to raise you up and make you the star. Who am I? And he he was like, and then I bet I love when Bugs is like, "You're the most pop. You're their favorite duck." It's like, who? What other? There's only one other duck, Donald. Well, who do you think is more famous, Donald or uh, Daffy? Daffy. Think so? Oh yeah. Well, I think the one thing about Daffy, at least Donald, Donald doesn't even doesn't even speak English. Like, you know what? You can't understand him when he speaks. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be on the episode. That's pretty cool. Well, Daffy would be pissed then. Yeah. We didn't ask can't him. Can't do it. I know. We should have. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've noticed, I, I mean, I've always liked Bugs Bunny, but I, he's kind of a dick. Oh, he is. Yeah. You know, he's very cocky. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's just, you know, he's, I, I, I kind of feel for Daffy in this movie. Yeah. No, Bugs is always the smartest guy in the room. And that's how... And that's why it's funny throughout the movie, all the guys that end up being bad guys. It was funny, like thinking back as a kid watching those cartoons. I'm like, 
And he really shafted all those guys. He made them feel dumb. Yeah. Well, you know, this movie, the one thing they did do, and and sometimes I think it was too much, but then other times it was great. They did a lot of throwbacks. They did a lot of throwbacks of old characters that were in all the Bugs Bunny movies. The one I was hoping they would see is that monster. That big. Oh, I know. I thought he was going to come in. Yeah. Like, that was the only one. Otherwise, you basically saw all the characters in all the movies, which was great. Yeah, yeah, the monster and the mob boss. Yes. The mafia guy. I was expecting him. Well, you had the evil scientist, you know, which was the that same was time. Cool. Yeah, that was cool to see him, you know. Um, and, you know, it was also cool later on in the scene when they go to Area 52. Yes, that was awesome. Those were, like, some of those robots or monsters were from, like, the 1950s. Like, yeah, of, yeah. of, like, black and white movies. Yeah, so, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So here's one question. Since the cartoons live in the real world with humans, how old are how old are they? Or do they age? Well, I that was another question I had was are they there are they living in the cartoon world, the humans, or the the cartoons living in the human world? Oof. Because I mean, like there were some I just I mean, I don't know. I I, I was like, how how do you mix that up in there? Right. How do they age? Do they not age at all? And there wasn't as many. There was a bunch thrown in. And I know they didn't go to a lot of different scenes. They were on the back lot. And then they were in Africa. They were in The restaurant. Yeah. So they were like here and there. But uh, I was expecting to see like more just random characters. But it was mostly ones that we knew. The ones that we saw. And then again, they had some random ones um, at the restaurant in the background. You had like the, the cow or the pig that was in like one of the side, you know, three little pig ones. And. You know, again, it, it definitely was a cool throwback, and 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 I think only adults would understand because if any children know Bugs Bunny, they know the typical five Porky Pig. Which, by the way, outside of the beginning, you don't see Porky Pig at all. Oh, right? you see him at the very end, right? But I mean, but yeah. he really—I mean, he, he's a pretty big character. Oh, I know. I mean, who's more famous, Miss Piggy or Porky Pig? Miss Piggy. Okay. In the in the pig off, and I cannot do a Miss Piggy okay. or a Porky Pig. Uh, one other throwback that I absolutely loved, and this is the third time this throwback has come up. You know what I'm going to say. I know. (laughs) The frog? It's a little foreshadowing because we record some episodes that are in the studio uh, with our guests, and we don't have get back-to-back guest episodes. So you'll see, uh, you'll hear next week's episode, Munchie, when we talk about this character too. But yeah, Michigan J. Frog, again. You know, know, I, I never realized how often he shows up in movies. Or or just a song. It's, it was great. But it was great seeing also the guy, the poor Italian guy, <laughs> that, that he made him look like an idiot. He was in there also. I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable how many times that, that thing. And it's probably going to come up a lot more in this journey of watching these sequels because it is that popular, I guess. <laughs> so, so we meet Brendan Fraser and he is a stuntman. What happened to him? Like, where is he? Like, is, this the, is this the last movie he made? Uh, when was monkey bone just before this i think you know i was questioning if you know he was the right person for this role but then i remembered he made monkey bone so he's used to acting with cartoons yeah um i guess but yeah i mean uh i liked him in this movie because i love people that they can kind of it's not like he had a maybe maybe i could be wrong but i don't think he has a reputation of being a dick in hollywood but the jokes that were made are almost like if that was a thing but I thought that was pretty funny when he was kind of making fun of himself. Well, I see. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. But it seemed like they were, he had an issue with either causing a problem on set or because they, they made a joke about it. Yeah. And I so I think there was something with that, you know, uh, and that's why I think when he meets himself later on, 
um, which is why I think it might be in cartoon world, maybe. But he meets himself, and he was kind of a dick when he met himself. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That was that was the best part because we'll talk about that later because yeah. that was like, to me, it like blew my mind, that whole scene at the end. So I wonder if like this is like – this might have been maybe uh, maybe sort of a comeback for him after he's like, – he, he made the Mummy movies, obviously, already. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think this might have been maybe one of his last movies that he made. But, it, you know, it was, again, he, I think he was making fun of himself, which was good. Well, I'm sure he made a lot more movies after this. We just didn't see him. There was one – that he was like going against animals in some movie. Yeah, he no, he had a bunch of movies after this that came out. Well, no, we'll get into it. And then let's talk about his dad. So his dad is Timothy Dalton, who is James Bond, was playing a Bond-like character. And the name of the movie on the poster was kind of like a Bond movie name. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down. Well, there was a couple of movies, but the one was Licensed to Spy. But I'm like, that's Licensed to Kill. It's like... I'm like, man, they're they right on the nose. But I love, so So Brendan Fraser sees Jen Elfin, who's tossing Daffy Duck out. Daffy Duck gets fired. And she's basically, she's like some hot shot. So she's basically telling him like, hey, get him off the lot. That's your job. And he's like, well, this is Daffy Duck. How can you fire Daffy Duck? And she's like, just do your job. And then he disappears. And then he has to chase him. Well, but didn't you find it kind of weird when he's like, she didn't know who he was, but he knew everything about her and the kind of car she drove. And like, he knew like a lot of detail about her. Like, do you think he was a creeper to her? He was definitely a creeper. And the fact that she almost ran him over in the car and didn't remember that she almost murdered some guy. Right. She was like, oh, I almost murdered you. Oh, I do that all the time throughout these (laughs) lots. Who cares? Well, she is a female driver. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I think this was probably the end of Darman Gray, but man, I love Jenna Elfman. I don't know. She was in a couple series a few years ago, like pilots, shows that didn't last that long. But I always thought she was so funny. No, she has good com- comedic timing. And I think, she, you know, again, I think she was good for this role as well. I think she was good. And yeah, she looked were, great. She looked good. great. Oh, yeah. No, they were great together. I thought, no, I thought their back and forth was good the whole movie. I love when he's chasing Daffy and Daffy does the old run through the run into the, the screen. So these cartoons can obviously, they have secret powers. Well, that, that, scene was actually from a cartoon of Bugs Bunny. And so th- when a cop was chasing, I, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Daffy Duck or someone. They the exact same scene where they ran through um, like a street like that. So it, oh, that wow. happened. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So a lot of these scenes were actual cartoon scenes from this, you know, series um, that they threw in the movie. So they didn't want to even like write that much. They were like, let's just watch <laughs> the old cartoons and like see how it feels. Just put it pen to paper. Let's do it. Did you did you notice the the picture of when they were throwing the Daffy Duck out, and he had a box of all his stuff? No, what was in there? It was a picture of Richard Nixon and Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> so you know another joke that the kids will get. Yeah, Dick <laughs> Nixon. So how about Batman's in this movie? You know, I tried looking up who's playing Batman. I was I would have loved to see that I was a big celebrity, but I couldn't find him in the credits or anywhere. Uh, I was thinking this is probably a couple of years before. Oh, you know what? They were probably filming Batman Begins. I think that came out um, a couple of years later. 2006, I think that came out. So you think it might have been Christian Bale? Do you imagine that? That was a screen test. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, I mean, like, but Batman is what? Warner Brothers or DC, DC or, you know, how like. Oh, Warner, oh, well, it's Warner Brothers, but DC Comics. So I, yeah. so I guess they had they had ownership of it. I mean, that's. I was, I was surprised to see Batman there. Yeah. And then when you saw the, dude, when, that, when the Warner Brothers water tower fell down. 
I'm like, somebody's got to die. And all that happened was it just soaked your car. But that was intense that the Batman car just went because uh, Daffy was in it and he hit the gas and he saw the flames coming out of the back of it. I love that old Batmobile. I don't know oh. if they're going to use that in the new one, but. Well, did you see what the, you know who the new one is, right? Yeah, who Robert they, Pattinson. You see his, uh, his, his new suit? I saw the photos. I thought it looked good. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I could see him as, a, as Batman. But I said that about Michael Keaton, I'm sure, back then. They were probably like, who the hell is this guy? Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? Do you know him in, in, in anything else besides Twilight? The pale, the pale, the pale guy in Twilight? <laughs> well, I didn't see Lighthouse, but he was just in the Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, but it was black and white, so he looked pretty pale. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson. But, uh, man. Okay, so they go end up firing uh, Brendan Fraser. And yes. Now, I've never been fired before, and I've never been a security guard. But do they rip off patches before they fire you and then take a shirt? <laughs> I don't know. But I pulled up that guy's name because that guy is on a lot of... He's in Gremlins. Well, he's in Gremlins. He's in a lot of Joe Dante movies. He's in The Burbs. He passed away last year at 90 years, 90 years old. But uh, he had a really cool behind-the-scenes clip. It was Corey Feldman. It was when they were... Uh, he was the garbage man in The Burbs. And when they're going through the trash, you ever see this behind-the-scenes clip? No. Corey Feldman's like, like kind of fucking around with him and basically wake it, wasting the take. And Dick Miller grabs him and he's like hey you punk ass kid let's get this fucking shit right because he was like kind of like joking around and all the other actors like tom hanks and i can't i would never know the neighbor's name the other guy but yeah dude they all like looked at him and they were like wow they probably wanted to say the same thing to Corey feldman because he was already like on the going downhill at that point that's awesome he was, he was getting ready to film uh you know uh meatballs four but yeah, they took the patch. And then one thing that was really funny, I wrote down, and I guess because it's right after this time, Bugs Bunny, when all the water's in the car, he says, hey, I think I found Nemo. Yeah. That was Bugs Bunny throughout the whole movie. He just had one-liners. He kind of yeah. remind, he, he reminded me of like, the, like a Henning Youngman kind of comedian that he had something to say about everything. Well, he was Munchie. He was Jackie Mason. He just well, had these lines that he just threw out. hundred percent. You know what? He definitely reminded me, if, if anyone's ever seen a movie called Munchie, it reminded me of, of that character, without yeah. a doubt. Nonstop. How about a cool cameo, Matthew Lillard talking to Shaggy, Casey Cam? I'm sure if we looked there, that was Casey Kasem's voice. That was the old school Shaggy. You no, know, it, it was. It was Casey Kasem. But, I mean, Matthew Lillard. I mean, I know he played Shaggy. But yeah, I mean, so that's pretty funny. He's like, you better not mess with me in the sequel, man. I love Scooby said he was going to eat him like a Scooby. Snack. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, being that it's Bugs Bunny, I'm sure they could have found a, a way. You know what? I would have loved to see Casey Kasem on there. Yeah, that would have been cool. You know, like, I mean, Matthew Lillard is a, I don't know. Do you, do you have a shaggy impression, by the way? No, no, I have Scooby. Right. So, so Timothy Dalton, like he goes to Brendan Fraser's dad is Timothy Dalton, who plays a spy, ends up actually being a spy. So how about his neighbor? That's a nice house, right? It's in California. It's probably four or five million dollars. What the hell does granny do for a living that she can afford that? Is that all of her money from being a cartoon character? It's got to be. I mean, she's not married, right? I mean, they never show any kind of husband or anything else with her. That's sad. I, what I don't understand is now does she she owns Sylvester, correct? I don't know. She seems like she never knows that he's around. She knows yeah. Tweety Bird, but correct. 
And she, and, she, and she definitely favors Tweety Bird over Sylvester. Of course. But she always leaves them next to each other. I know. I, I, I really can't blame, you know, and, and I've never seen anyone bring like a birdcage outside. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she is that weird. And again, these characters are so old. She, her husband probably died of like polio or something. Because she's probably been around since the 40s, 50s. And she looks exactly the same. She, she, you know? she ages well. She looks good for her age. She's good. That is the Hollywood Seekers. That's what they should have had, like Heather Lockley, who's later in this movie. They should have been like, Heather, use the granny technique or have like an infomercial for products that granny sells. That would have been pretty funny. I mean, she's out there trimming trees and bushes and like, you know, she's got to be, she's got to be close to 90. She's in great shape. <laughs> she's in great shape. So, and, and does she have a name, by the way? Because everybody just calls her granny. Just granny. Okay. That's her first name. Okay. Her parents knew maybe it's like Benjamin Button, but she just never, you know, regressed. So they just knew that she's going to be a granny their entire, entire life. She popped out as an old woman. So, okay. So this is where I question what world are they in cartoon world or um, human world? Because as soon as they get in the house and Daffy ducks files, Brendan Fraser there, the article of Don, uh, I was gonna say Donald duck, uh, Daffy duck and fired is already in his house. <laughs> So by the time he left the lot to get home, somehow not only is the article out there, but it's already inside his house. Cartoon news newspapers are instant. It was foreshadowing, uh, you know, like technology. Boom! Instant news. The Hollywood Reporter: Daffy Duck fired. How that- about how about the one thing that was pretty funny? Like again, this is two thousand three. So a lot of times when they're looking at the future, they guess things. And there was a couple of them on there that I thought that they were pretty almost on point because cell phones weren't that advanced. But how about the remote control in the house? Why wouldn't they just made like the house phone ring? But now the remote control started like ringing and vibrating. And then he hit a button and the, the wall opens up and it's his dad talking to him. Yeah. You know, and, and you know what? I didn't realize it was his dad obviously until he saw the posters that are on the wall, but what did he think is he thought his dad was just an actor. So his dad was an actor playing a spy, but really a spy playing. An, didn't, didn't, didn't Daffy say something like that? He made a comment before we knew that his dad was a real spy saying he was an actor playing a spy, pretending to be an actor as a dad or something like that. It was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, how it was he very know? like convoluted the way he said it. Yeah. I, lo- I love when he said he is like, Daffy when he's sitting there when he jumps out of the backpack and like when they're sitting on the couch before the Timothy Dalton thing comes up he goes so I'm hanging he goes man I'm so down in the dumps I'm hanging out with a fired security guard who lives with his dad <laughs> yeah like not for nothing Daffy is like the loser of the Bugs Bunny world oh, like yeah. he's always, and he's making fun of Brendan Fraser so how much does that make <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can't get lower than that and then, you know, what? I did write down the poster names. So it was more is never enough. Was there, that, was there, J- yeah. Um, the world is not enough or something like that. Isn't there? Well, the world is not enough. Yeah. And then there's, oh no, that's the movie that just, it's coming out. And, so the, like, and then there was die. Operation Conspiracy. That was the other poster. But I don't think that was a James Bond poster. Yeah. I don't think there's one like that. But more is never enough. That's, that's, I thought it was a James Bond. The world is something. The world's not enough. The world is not enough. Yeah. That was yeah. Pierce Bronson. I think yeah. that, that was his last one. So how about so Jenna Elfman is about to get fired because 
for some reason, right away, they knew they know it's not going to work with just bugs. Well, they which I thought it was good how they did it. So they show the same exact scene without. Yeah. And obviously it didn't work. So they fired her, which they kind of pushed her to fire Daffy in the first place. And then when she fires Daffy, they're mad at her for firing Daffy. Yeah, that didn't make sense. It's because she's a woman worker and this 2003. How about when she said, I made this company $950 million and they looked at each other and said, but it's not a billion. It's like, <laughs> what? Well, you know, they, you know, Bugs Bunny has been around for a long time. And I think, you know, obviously it's when women were not treated right in the, the workplace. So I think it's, they kind of still had that mentality because she was called Toots. And, oh, yeah. and what was the other name he called her? What he, he, he had like three other names that were like old school names of calling women, but today would be so like, I guess, yeah. you know, put that. So I think they, they still had the Warner Brothers of old school mentality in this movie. Yeah. And then even Timothy Gal- Dalton's spy car, which I'll, I'll jump to a little bit. When he hits a button in the car, it changes bug bugs, gets oh. put on like a tuxedo and she gets her clothes pretty much ripped off and she's in a pink like tight dress. And she looked uncomfortable. She looked uncomfortable wearing it. Um, and, and the other names were Dollface <laughs> and Baby. So, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think these are things that you would call women today. So uh, don't do it. If you're listening and you do say that to your employees, you're a psycho. Yes. So this I mentioned before, I love the Brendan Fraser when he sit on the couch and he's like, yeah, I was a st-. He goes, you're not even a real stuntman. He goes, well, I was a stuntman in The Mummy, but that Brendan Fraser has such an ego. He cut me out of all the scenes. Yeah, that was, all. again, you know, if you, when you can make fun of yourself in Hollywood, that's awesome. And uh, he was oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. And then Daffy, I don't know what it was in reference to, but he said, it's a mix between a spy movie and showgirls. Like what kid will... What if a little kid nowadays sees that? Even a teenager, like, oh, showgirls. Oh, I like spy movies. What showgirls? YouTube? What's going to come up? The scene in the pool. But showgirls wasn't made for children? <laughs> well, there are some children like like insane things, like floating in a pool. That whole scene. That well, it's like a riding a mechanical bull, that scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was Urban Cowboy. <laughs> so how about Bill Goldberg's in this movie? That was unreal. Yeah, well, I guess this was must have been the high time of his career uh, at the time. I mean, uh, well, this was uh, probably just before he left WWF because WCW already got bought around this time. So I think this is when he was on his way out. So he, this is when he started doing a lot of movies. He, he made a lot of movies. Well, he did this. He did Santa Slay, which <laughs> that's an awesome movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he 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 played the thug. I, I I don't even know if he had any lines in the movie. Did he even speak? <laughs> I don't know. I think he grunted a few times. Yeah, he grunted. You know, um, but uh, yeah, you know, that was it's cool seeing him. Um, and then uh, you know, we we obviously see who he works for. And, oh, dude. And and I, <laughs> I I have such a major problem with this. You know, and I love him. I absolutely love Steve Martin. But man, he I don't know what he was trying to do in this role. It, 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 his accent was it, it, listen I know we make fun of John Voight and his accents and whoever else but man Steve Martin's accent was horrible the way he was I, I he was acting like a five-year-old but like flamboyant and like I, what like what was he trying to do I couldn't even guess who he was trying to emulate but it was again I like I really like this movie <laughs> but at the same time he was very questionable, but then at some times he was kind of really funny. 
but no, it, the accent was horrible. Some of his lines were really funny. Yeah, I guess I just I didn't know what he. I, I, sometimes, like I think he was just trying too hard to be cartoony. I guess, and it, I don't know. I just couldn't take it much. You know, he was going to be nauseous. How about the guy from that played the Hellboy? Was in this movie in a yeah. random part. He had barely any lines too, and Hellboy was already. Hellboy probably just came out or was coming out. Oh, don't forget, he was also in what's the motorcycle? Uh, well, it was Sons of Anarchy. Right? Sons of, he was also in Beauty and the Beast. He played Beast, you know, in the TV show. Like so, you know, I mean, with Linda I, I, Hamilton, you watched that? No, I didn't watch it. I just know oh. the movies he's in. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was a TV show. Yeah, way to fake I, it. Yeah, I watched it with my kids. Before they were born. <laughs> um, I, I think a few of those people that were working there were, were semi-famous. I think they like they all I think they were all in like other movies because they were kind of like but you see the name like the titles, some of the titles. Oh no. Look at you diving in. Yeah, one was VP of rhetorical questions. Oh nice. They, they, one was like like they had like these weird names like that. Um, but uh, yeah, forget it. I forgot. Oh, it's funny. No, no, that's great because uh <laughs> They remind me of what Jenna Elfman's job was. She was the VP of comedy. So everybody, everybody was VP of something. Yes. Oh, maybe okay. that was the gag. Everybody was a VP in this movie. <laughs> so, so, all right. So Steve Martin's the bad guy and he has Brendan Fraser's dad held captive. But then the whole time you're like, why? And then we find out, right? Oh yeah. The blue monkey. We heard that blue monkey. on the screen. So blue monkey. I'm trying to think what it could be. What did, what did he want to do with the blue monkey? Like well, I said later. Yeah, but, but but up to that point, like you don't you don't really explain what they wanted to do or what the blue monkey was. I mean, you knew it was a gem. For what reason? Like you know, I don't know. I thought it was like rich, but then obviously we find out little by little he's very evil. So he wants to be able to do it. So you're like, it's got to be worse than that. But here's one of the creepiest but funniest lines: was Hey Mary, how about we do a little kissing? And her face looks like. Holy shit, like this is terrible. And he goes, They all are hesitant at first. Like, yeah, you know, that line threw me. He goes, Let's do a little kissing later. And you know, like I I thought he came across very flamboyant. So yeah. I was surprised that he did that. He yeah, it was a little weird. And then later they follow up the joke even better later. Well, listen, he wants to be the last man in Earthwater, kind of yes, in a way. Does. So, you know, we'll get to that. So I, I love some of this. I uh the like I, we talked about the cartoon before, like the way the animation is, there were some really cool, cool scenes in this movie. I really like the Bugs Bunny psycho shower scene. I thought that was awesome. Okay, so let's. Speak I know about kids that. won't get that. No, no, fine. But let's. Okay, so yes, the showers, even with the one eye open, like they really did, like almost like a a, a complete recreation of what. Oh, it was shot for shot, yeah. Correct. But now, but to get to that scene, now Jenna Elfman barely knows. Brendan Fraser. She goes to his house, knocks on the door, the door's open. She just walks right in. So like, you know, if you've gone to someone's house, you, you don't even know them. You don't walk right into the house. Not only that, she hears the shower on. She walks in there and pulls the curtain. Like what if Brendan Fraser was in there? Maybe she had the crush. Maybe she had a crush on love at first sight. I, okay. But I'm just saying like, would you, <laughs> you hear the music, you, uh, the, the, the shower going, you're going to walk right in there and just open it up. Maybe at first she was creeped out the way you said it was kind of creepy that he was stalkery. Maybe she likes that. She's like, this guy knows everything about me. Maybe he watches me. Or maybe he knows something that he shouldn't know. So I'm going to try to sneak on him in the shower. And maybe she was really going to do the psycho scene and get rid of him. That's deep. 
those deep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. No, it was so cool. I love that. It was like the same exact scene. I love that he pulled out the vial of blood and like shook yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool, man. No, that whole that whole scene was just like I said. It was it was a, a shot by shot remake. I mean, they did a great job of it. Again, only adults would understand. Oh, I know. Kids are like, "What? Is, what's happening, Dad?" And they're yeah. Like, yeah, they're probably crying. Bugs Bunny died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to. So then, right away, they do they call Brendan Fraser and he answers, and they find out he's going to the Vegas to Vegas. Well, they're they're already on the way to Vegas, right? Because they you, they have an Elvis song now. So, like, no, I know that, but I was trying to think of how they knew to go there. Oh, because oh, Bugs was tracking Daffy somehow. No, they were tracking him with the, what? Who, who are you talking about? Who, the the bad guy? Bugs? No, Bugs and Jenna Elfman. How did they know oh. that they were going to Vegas? I forgot. I think no, I think Bugs somehow was tracking Daffy. That's how he knew they were going to Las Vegas. How was he tracking him? Oh no, or he called him maybe. I don't remember. I think somehow he talked to him. Well, we are in Toon World because somehow Daffy Duck can get thrown out of the car multiple times and he still comes <laughs> yeah. back. While so, they're still driving. And yeah. Brendan G- Fraser keeps going. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he knows where Daffy's going, I'm not surprised that, he, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the cartoon. That's why I, I really think they're in cartoon world. Yeah. And, we're, and, and the humans are just living in it. <laughs> it's a cartoon world and the humans are just living in it. <laughs> but no, I love the Elvis playing. And I thought it was cool that they were in the car together and then the car – you know, because they're they're using Timothy Dalton's spy car, and now why is the steering wheel on the other side of the car? It's a British car. He's a British spy. He's British. I know, but he's living in the United States. So people ship cars all the time. Have you ever seen a car that had the steering wheel on the other in side? The United States, yeah. You have. Yes. Where there was some guy that. Selling, you know, when I used to hawk lawn care door to door, there was this guy that used to collect cars, and he had one on the other side. It was. I've only seen it like on a, like a mail truck. <laughs> mail maybe, trucks have it. Maybe Timothy Dalton was a mailman a ma- in a very nice car. Okay, all right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So how about Bugs when he when they got to the casino and it was pretty cool that it was Yosemite Sam. That was awesome. The big, it looked pretty legit, like when they're driving down the strip. But how about Bugs? He starts drinking and he says it's five o'clock somewhere. Well, he has multiple drinks in this oh, movie, yeah. by the way. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's got a drinking problem. So, yes. he's, got an, he's got an attitude problem and a drinking problem. He's an actor. He's Christian Bale. <laughs> he is Christian Bale. <laughs> or maybe he's Brendan Fraser before Brendan Fraser cleaned up his act. Yeah, he's Brendan Fraser at the end of the movie. Spoiler. Oh, but okay. so so Heather Locklear is in this movie, and so this is a movie that has has, has you know again geared somewhat for children because it is music, uh, you know, cartoons, and then you have a stripper. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and you have a few strippers. That was kind of weird. So she is a famous singer who is really a spy. So what they're trying to say is. All the spies have dual occupations. They're in entertainment industry. So if you're in the entertainment industry, you're a spy. I always thought Betty White could have been a spy. 
Oh my god! There's no way for her. She she's like the granny. Like there's no way she 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 hasn't aged. She's looked the same for the last thirty years. Yeah, maybe she's a spy. She's phenomenal. (laughs) She's awesome. She is so awesome. That show with the old people that she had when all the old people would prank on kids. Oh god, is she still alive? She's still alive. Yeah, it's just her birthday. What ninety nine? Is she like she close to? Um, I would think so. Hmm. She gotta be close to a hundred. You know what? If they do a live action uh, Bugs Bunny, she should play Granny. <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. That'd be weird to have a live action Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Who would play Bugs Bunny? Joaquin Phoenix, right? After what he did with Joker? Probably. He'd be pretty good. So so how about when da- Daffy kind of, I don't know if it's when he sees Heather Locklear or he sees the girls in the dressing room, he pretty much orgasms and oh. his eyes fall out of his head and he's, and then Oh no, it was when he saw Heather Locklear and the song that she's singing is, I don't know the name of it, but what the repeating line was, get yourself a bad girl, a bad girl. <laughs> Again, this is a kid's movie, you know? know. And, and like, how about the fact that Brendan Fraser's going there to talk to her in the middle of her act? He's like, <laughs> I can I talk to you? As she's singing and dancing, like he's on the side stage going, can I talk to you? Like he, he couldn't wait for her act to be over. Like he had to talk to her right there. I love that trope in movies. That's all the time. And the microphone s- somehow doesn't work when she's backstage. <laughs> no, I wrote it down. No, Daffy, when he goes past the dresser, he starts whistling at the girl. Well, no, he, he leaves and then he comes back. So he leaves the screen because uh, he, he, he goes through the, um, the girls. Then he comes back to whistle, then leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, again, you have head locular um, changing behind the, the, car, the, the folding thing. And Brandon Frazier's trying to take a peek. Oh, well, who wouldn't? Tyler Locklear. I, I know, but it's a kid's movie. Just think 2020, man. I don't know what she's doing right now, but she had a rough last couple of years. Really rough. What if she's listening to this right now? Well, I want to interview you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll delete the last thing I just Well, said. according to Doug, you're not doing anything now. So, you, you know, maybe you'll come on a podcast. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so so uh, Brandon Frazier plays in a blackjack game. And does he know why he's playing in the game? He's just playing, right? No, no. Oh, so no, the car. Oh, the no, card. he sees the card so, that flies into. Correct. Because the father, the father gave the card, you know, which doesn't explain anything. And so the card flies out because there was an explosion, right? Yes, at the, at yes. the, so it flies out and lands in with, remember, who's the dealer? Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Leghorn. So he's dealing. So now Yosemite Sam, they're both playing to get that card. Now, does Yosemite Sam understand why? He, why does he want the card? Like, does he understand? Well, the card? he's a bad guy. He was told by Steve Martin, I think, to get the card or get. Yeah, because I think he yeah, he knows about the card. Steve Martin somehow knows everything that's going on. I don't know if Timothy Dalton like told him because he was torturing him. No, he's got a listening device. He's using the satellites to listen and spy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, so, you know, that's what it was. Yeah, he's in he's in a spaceship, right? I mean, Who? It's Steve, Steve Martin wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. I thought they were in some tower, like some office building. Didn't they show a spaceship? Spaceship, and then they they zoomed in inside, and he was in some kind of spaceship. I thought he was in a spaceship. Oh, I don't know. I remember the spaceship scene at the end of the movie. I thought he was in a spaceship because because that's <laughs> that's when you first meet him. I was thinking like it would have been great if he was like the the judge in uh, Roger Rabbit, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and then yeah. also you find out he's a cartoon. Well, there act- is a pretty crazy reveal. Oh, oh there's a few reveals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Yosemite Sam, he says, what is this? What is it? What are we doing? He says, you, you cook to 
foghorn lamb. What the hell is that? You cork? You cook? You? Oh no, he calls him a cock. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, he said you cock, and I'm like, God, man. <laughs> is that is that not PC? <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly fine because a lot of the again a lot of cartoons when you rewatch them, even like with my daughter, I watch like old Ducktales and stuff on Disney Plus. And man, there's like some jokes. I'm like, God, as a kid, I should not have listened to that. But but that it was more okay back then, you know. I guess, but in 2003, I thought, you know, it would have been a little bit too risky, you know. But they they did it. They threw all these jokes in 2003, man. That was when reality boom, man. That was 16 and pregnant, Survivor, Big Brother. You saw all that stuff on TV. I guess all those dating shows were like at an all time high. It wasn't a cartoon though. I mean, cartoons are what draw the kids. I mean, although I remember, you know, I think my kids were watching uh, SpongeBob and my, and there was one scene, my dad was like babysitting them. And there was a scene where he goes, let's do a panty raid. And my father's like, <laughs> you're going to let your kids watch this? I go, it's SpongeBob. So yeah. I guess, yeah. And you're probably like, dad, you let me watch Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds was uh, my first oh, big panty one. raid, yeah. <laughs> so, so Jeff Gordon's cameo, he's in this movie. And it's pretty funny because that was the whole thing with that they wanted to do after Space Jam. And was it in place of this movie or was it after this movie? No, no. After Space Jam, they had like they had a baseball one, I think. They had a racing one. They had like all these different sports. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Right. Tony Hawk. Um, None of them panned out. So then they made this. So I think that's why Jeff Gordon was in it because he was probably the one for the race car one. And uh, yeah. That driving scene, I'm telling you, I know you never saw any Fast movies, but I thought that chase scene was better than all of the movies combined. Why was he driving backwards in, in the traffic? I, yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't understand why they do that in some live action, like real movies. It's like the guy turns around and he's like, watch this. It's like, why the hell are you doing that? Based on how the positions of the cars that were in that traffic, that might that's probably the best stunt driver I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? So they're in the spy car. And the car flies, okay? Zero panic. No one panics at all. They were totally cool with it. They were, they, they were, well, I mean, it is a spy car. She did get her clothes ripped off her, right? Yes. While driving. So are you really going to be surprised that it could fly? No, I guess that is true. You know, and it was very fitting that if Frank Sinatra song came on, Fly Me to the Moon. Yes, that was cool. <laughs> so, now, here's the greatest part of this movie, and it just, I thought it was so funny. I was dying laughing. When they're in the middle of the desert, and they come across the Walmart, product placement jokes were so funny. When Bugs start, starts walking towards it, he's like, we can grab Coca-Cola, Sprite, insert product placement here. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that was very funny. I mean, uh, they made it so obvious, and they just, they just ran with it. It was great. And Brendan Fraser and Jenna Elfman broke the fourth wall because they were in, that was funny. Randomly throughout the movie, they were talking like they were in a movie because right there, she's like, won't they understand this at home? And he's like, I don't know. And he looked yeah. right. At us. I would say once in a while, you definitely see them look at the camera. So yeah, yeah, no, that was awesome. So then I love when Jenna Elfman comes up because she, when she comes out of Walmart, she bought like the typical Walmart outfit. It was like an exercise shirt, short jeans, like Daisy Dukes and a straw cowboy hat. Why are you saying that's a typical Walmart? That's what people that that's what people that go to Walmart buy. Do you ever go to Walmart? Yes, I do. Did you ever buy any of that stuff? I, I, I'm wearing that right now. <laughs> you can see it. I'm wearing that exercise suit top. 
But uh, so I love that another bad guy. Again, a lot of these guys we know from the cartoon. We know who's good. We know who's bad. But uh, to Wiley Coyote, man, it's got another guy that's great. He, he, he's all, I mean, I, he's one of my favorites. And he's another one that just gets crapped on all the time. I mean, it, it just it, he, he tries so hard and not for nothing. He's hungry. I mean, it's really he just wants to eat and he always gets crapped on. Like, I don't I don't understand. I he's one of my favorites. Yeah, no, he was good. I love when he, because usually he goes into the Acme catalog in the old cartoons. He usually calls on the phone and then he waits. He usually like looks at his hand, like fake watch, and then it gets delivered. But in this one, he had three different options. It was like air, ground, instant. And he was shopping on it. He was using a computer. So that was pretty cool. Well, I mean, you had to know that it was coming up because Steve Martin works for Acme. Yeah. You know, so like you knew, like we're waiting for him to come out. So the the gags that always happen to him he has a big rocket launcher he hits the button first the the end of it like melts him the the flames that come out of back out of the back of the missile melts him he turns into like a you know burnt toast and then the rocket doesn't go forward it lands right on him and then i love that the backdrop it like explodes the explosions behind like jen elfman brendan frazier bugs and daffy and then they come across just a portal in the middle of nowhere well, because it's it's Area Fifty Two, <laughs> dude. I so love that they they had to hide it. But you know, it's funny that that the Coyote. It's I think Roadrunner and Coyote are the only two that don't talk in Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, that's true. Right, because he he always has signs. Yeah, I want. I wonder, oh, even on the phone, he said yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I wonder why. I, I like I was curious, like why they they decided to make them to or forget Roadrunner because he has to beat. But like, why can't Coyotes you know talk? I don't know. Maybe they could just never find a, a person that Chuck Jones or, or maybe he just like you know he he can't get into the SAG you know uh you know right <laughs> yeah. like does that count is it getting to the SAG if you uh if you speak through written words? Oh, probably not. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> I guess because you wouldn't be like a voice actor. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but you are talking in the movie, or like could someone with sign language get in SAG? I, I would hope so. In that case, yeah, I would hope so. Well, then why can't someone that uh, like Coyote get in? Because he's a cartoon character. He sh- he. Th- you're telling he me Bugs Bunny not to talk. Wait, you're you're telling me Bugs Bunny's not in SAG? Oh yeah, he is. I'm okay. saying I'm saying Wiley Wiley Coyote, the cartoonist, is deciding that he can't speak. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't agree with that, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so. So when they're in Area 52, I thought that was pretty funny because she's like, yeah, Area 51 is this big joke thing. Joan, Joan Cusack. Who's, who's, she's great. She plays a, a kooky person every movie yeah. she's in. But she's great. I think she, she is very funny. I mean, I like her. I think she's great. And then she plays a whack job because she's like, Area 51, what a joke. And they're like, yeah, who would believe that? And he's like, we started that. And this place is Area 52. And then Bug's like, oh, that makes sense. And then he holds up the old school sign from the old cartoon, Screwball, with the two signs on it. Yeah. No, this, I, I thought that to me, this is one of the best scenes in the whole movie, only oh, because yeah. they threw, they had so many throwbacks. I remember watching some of these like old trailers of like old sci fi movies. And they had that one monster that had, it was like a gorilla suit with like a can on his head, or it was like a, a bucket on his head. Yeah. And now that's a, that's a famous like, crappy movie monster and they had all these monsters from there it was pretty cool and even the evil was this where the evil scientist was no yeah i i love that another 
another classic character. Like we said, we co- they covered pretty much all the classic like bad guy characters. Man, this one was so cool, dude. Marvin the Martian, who is so awesome. Steve Martin calls him, which again, he, I guess you can call all these guys. Cell phones are a thing, but he says, I want you to kill the doc. Well, so, but Marvin the Martian was captured with yeah. all the other aliens in there. So he could have escaped all this time. Or he was a plant and just waiting there because they knew that it was part of the Timothy Dalton, like whatever spy agency that they were a part of. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, that would make more sense. Otherwise, he could have escaped all this time, you know, so. Yeah, I would say it's the former. I would definitely say that they were. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So how about when Brendan Fraser asked Joan Cusack about the blue monkey and she's like, the what? The blue monkey. And then she pulls out a VHS tape. And I know, I know VHS were like still kind of in circulation. Then DVDs are coming out, but it's supposed to be like a technological thing. Yeah. Well, doing all these experiments on aliens. Couldn't they just make out like a, do like a tiny disc or something? No, it was an old VHS. Well, I mean, all the aliens they had in there were old school. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, and, and what were, I, I didn't know what they were doing with that one alien that was on the table. <laughs> he was just hanging out. It's <laughs> And then now she explains that after you watch the movie, you find out that the blue monkey is a diamond that turns people into monkeys and then has the ability to turn them back. So why does Steve Martin want it? He just wants to turn everybody into monkeys. He wants to be the only him and Mary. He wants them to be the only couple on earth. No, I, I get it, but why? Like, did, 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 did they explain like what? And and the people that are helping him, all his henchmen, and all the people that work for him, don't they realize they're all going to turn to monkeys too? I know, because he only made one shield for him and Mary. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, that was definitely a plot hole, major plot hole that they forgot to write about. <laughs> so Brandon takes over his dad's mission. I thought it was pretty funny gag when he was like, "Oh, look at all these cool weapons!" When the wall opens up, and she's like. No, those aren't yours. And then he gets a cell phone that has some of the capabilities that cell phones do have now. But obviously, cell phones now don't have like a Gatling kind of like, is that what you call it? A Gatling? It, well, the, yeah, like, I guess. But yours doesn't have that? It does what not do have, have that. What do you have, an Android? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I do have a tip calculator, which was one of the features when she was going, she was, it has GPS. And then at first, I'm like, they're going to say like normal things and then. There was obviously jokes in there, but tip calculator and it can shoot off this thing. <laughs> grappling hook? Yeah, grappling hook. Grappling hook. And, and it does come in handy. It does. And that, it was cool the way, we'll get into that in a second. Well, it's pretty much the next scene. But no, one, so all the aliens pop out and they're like getting ready to, you know, basically try to kill, you know, everyone. How, I like Bugs when he went into the one creepy guy's face. The one guy was like all pale and maybe it was Robert Pattinson. I don't know. But he had all black eyes and Bugs starts popping popcorn inside of his head. Well, that that's what makes Bugs Bunny so like he he's he's an out of the box thinker. Yes. You know, he doesn't he doesn't do the normal stuff. And you know what? He he put popcorn in there and he his whole helmet filled up with popcorn. I like Joan Cusack. She's like, This is the button. I knew this was gonna happen one day. What did the button say? I knew this didn't happen one day. <laughs> and they pull it and then all run out. And then they're like, oh man, we have to go. The Mona Lisa, we have to go to Paris, France. How are we going to get there? And then I love that. The old page turn. Well, you know, one of my, I, I remember watching as a child, uh, one of my favorite Bugs Bunny one was when he was arguing with the artist. I don't know if you remember that. I think no. it was Bugs. 
I think it was Bugs Bunny. So you see, like, every time he said something, no, it was Daffy Duck, maybe? It was either Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck, where you see the artist's hand drawing. And, oh, like, a, Daffy Duck. It was Daffy Duck. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, one of my favorite ones. So, like, this kind of reminded me of just, like, you know, kind of interactive. Uh, yeah, because he erases. I remember him erasing everything but his yeah, beat. Yeah, and then yeah. he's like, yeah. 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 So they get to the Louvre where Mona Lisa is, and they're trying to figure out what's his card do. Daffy and Bugs are dressed like old school robbers from like the 40s. <laughs> and I love that Jenna Elfman or Brendan Fraser right away. Oh, this is all you have to do. They figure out on the spot, peel the back of the card, and then it's like an old decoder. And you get to see Mona Lisa in a bra. Yeah, I was going to say that's a little weird. That's, you know, yeah. But it was an old woman, like an old grandma bra. <laughs> well, how old is she? She's got to be like 300, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know. She she probably yeah that was uh, weird but then was it that was this before they were being chased this was before they they were being chased yeah okay so I mean because I also enjoyed this scene too I mean I know I, I was negative about the movie but this scene was pretty cool when uh, Alma Fudd was chasing him oh dude I wrote down his line I'm secretly evil and I must please my dark master. <laughs> And then they start running into the famous paintings. Oh. See that? I thought that was great. Dude, See, that this, was, is, this was by far the coolest thing in a movie. Like, honestly, it looks so cool the way that when they were in the Salvador Dali, when they were in that one and everything was melting with, you know, the famous painting yep. with the melting clocks and when they're running and they're like, Oh no. <laughs> and then his gun is melting and he's trying to prop it up with like a stick and it's kind of like flopping around. I thought that was so cool that they ran into the scream. Yeah. Right? I awesome mean, too. all of them, all the, like, it was just very cool. Like throwbacks. Um, but see, I think that's where the movie works is more cartoon stuff like that. I'd yeah. rather see than, you know, the other stuff. And I, I think that's what it was missing, but we'll get there. Yeah. When he stepped on, that was funny. When they're in the scream, they're slowly moving, and Bugs steps on Elmer's foot, and then he does a <laughs> scream, and it looks so cool because it was the same drawing. Just they, you know, obviously yeah. with Elmer Fudd's skin tone and the hat. But uh, so now Pepe Le Pew, Bruce Lenoil, that and was cool, man. He, he he sounded exactly like, like he's Nailed awesome. It. He really did. I mean, you know, that's amazing. And I I would never have known that his multiple like voice people that do all these movies all the time, you know, like all the cartoon voices. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he nailed it on the spot. He said he couldn't do it in the studio. He actually did it like on set and nailed it. Wow. And they were like, all right, cool. That's you. And Bill Goldberg, all while this is happening, Bill Goldberg kidnaps Jenna Elfman and his idea is take her to the top of the, I don't understand why they have to do that. Why do you take him to the top highest? Just run away. And to, uh, well, the, the helicopter was going to pick him up there. Oh, and my it, God, dude. Who was flying the helicopter? It was, uh, was it somebody? It was a cartoon. I forget who it was. I don't think it was anybody famous, but it looked really goofy. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, the dodo bird. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> no, the, 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 vulture, go, the vulture. The vulture, yeah, yeah. The vulture, yeah. Which way did he go, George? Yeah. Which way did he go? Yeah, that was that was cool to see him. So he's bad too because bugs dogged on him, you know. Well, he is a vulture. I mean, they they feed on the prey. I mean, you know. But Bill, first of all, he stole her. He put her in a money bag. Wasn't he running yeah, with like a yes. big money bag? Yeah. Like, and no one stopped him. Like, no one noticed that he's running with his big bag that's screaming. Actually, she was yelling out of there. I mean, that's a normal thing in France. That's true. That's normal. You know, babies drinking wine, teens smoking cigarettes, and women screaming in bags. But I love that his idea was, I'm just going to throw her. 
he just threw off the top. He gets in the helicopter. He's leaving. And then Brendan Fraser runs up. He saves the day by using that old cell phone that has a grappling hook. I forgot that he had that. And I'm like, what is he doing? Because he, he jumps right off. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and they acted like the Eiffel Tower was, uh, I don't know, like three miles in the sky because they were floating for so long. And then he used the grappling hook, swing, save the day. And all the while, we know that he has a crush on her because he says, he goes, yeah, this is a remo- this were a movie. You know, you and I would be together at the end. And then that's when Goldberg took her because he looked yep. behind and she wasn't there. But he thinks about grabbing flowers and chocolates. And then they land perfectly at a nice cafe. See, but that's a cartoon move. Oh, so, yeah. You know, so I, 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 I'm, I'm going back to that. They have to be in cartoon world um, because he – Somehow swung right by the flowers, picked it up, you know, picked up the chocolate, and they sat down right there. Yeah, and then so Steve Martin at the next part, he's back there. He's pissed off because nobody's getting the job done. And he goes, I have to unleash my biggest bad guy at the mall. And I thought it was going to be the red hairy guy. I thought it was going to be that guy. And then when it was this, when it was Tasmanian Devil, I'm like, this is awesome. Did you know who voiced Tasmanian Devil in this movie? No. Brendan Fraser. Did he really? Yeah. Well, did, did Tasmanian Devil say any words, though? No. he just, That's all he did the whole time, but he nailed it enough that they didn't have to, like like Space Jam, the big problem with Space Jam was they didn't use any of like the real Chuck Jones guys, and it was basically just impersonators, I guess you could say. But Oh, really? Like, for, the, for Space Jam? I didn't yeah, know that. That was a big issue with it. They didn't use... Chuck Jones' son was working on it. They basically threw out a lot of the people that were like the main voice people. So so Brandon Frazier did that. Wow. Yeah. So now they have to go to the African jungle. They're like, oh, we got to go to Africa. And Granny is in Africa riding an elephant. Not only that, Tweety Bird's wearing an a- African garb. Oh, my God, I, dude. I, I, <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I thought that was kind of weird. It was like a Farrakhan. And then he yeah. said freedom and put up the black power sign. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was insane. And then, oh, here's what I wrote down. So Granny is randomly there. So at first, I was like, obviously, it's random because it's the neighbor. And the way he talked to her in the beginning of the movie, it was like they knew each other for a while, not a brand new neighbor. And I was like, Brendan Fraser does not have a mom. There's no photos in the house of a mom. And I was like, is that his mom? Is that going to be something like that? And then I was like, it couldn't be that, but it was so random that she was there. See, I thought she was like maybe an assassin. Like she, uh, she was a bad guy and she was hired. This is almost like a John Wick thing. They're all going after Brendan Fraser. And I thought like she was hired by Steve Martin to, you know, take the gem. You know, so that's where they got the idea from John for John Wick. This probably, movie. yeah. And then you had the typical Indiana Jones type scene when they're going for the blue monkey. They figure out the code. Well, she just saw this metal thing and she realized it was a puzzle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then everything gets shot out. It's like that typical. I don't know. And somehow he became really good with a sword. For, I know for- he blocked everything. Like, yeah, that was yeah. And then, so they, I don't know if he used it. Was he holding it or did Daffy grab it? The blue, the blue diamond. And then it turned Brandon Frazier into a monkey. And then he was basically going to leave him as a monkey. Daffy was like, hey, you know, what? I don't want to turn you back. And then he turned, <laughs> and then 
don't forget, Daffy gets crapped on all the time. So I, you know, he was a little tired of it. And enough for nothing, Brendan Fraser was kind of addicted to Daffy the entire movie. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they had a good. They had a good. Like they hated each other the whole time. It was no love hate. They pretty much hated each other. He right. threw him out of the car multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. So then Granny shows up, and you're like, "Oh, Granny's right here." And Sylvester, what's going on? So Granny is Steve Martin, and Sylvester is Bill Goldberg. After now, okay. So does that mean that Steve Martin is his neighbor? I know that's what I thought. The like, whole time. is I, like, or is he just dresses Granny, or is Granny really not Granny? Like, that's kind of. I know that's. I was thinking like maybe the whole time that's how we got some intel on the dad, right? And I'm Brendan Fraser, and I know so much about him. I know he had the satellites. Maybe he was doing that ruse the whole time, but and then he goes, "I'm not actually. I'm not actually. Every I don't remember Steve Martin's character's name." But then he turns himself into Timothy Dalton and then into Michael Jordan and then into, and then back to Steve Martin. And, you know, I laughed when you saw Michael Jordan because they wanted him to do Space Jam 2 and he didn't want to. Yeah. But he put, he put, so this is almost like an FU by going into this movie. Like, I didn't want to be a Space Jam, but yeah, here, let me just do this little. I, like, I didn't look it up. He was obviously well retired by this point, about four years. What they could have done, they could have used archive footage because that could just be, they could have just cut it into there somehow. That could be a footage from like Space Jam, the original Space Jam, and just use a cut they didn't use. You know what? It, it, would, it would say it on the, um, in the credits. It, it didn't have it all. Oh, well, it could be uncredited. So it might right. be on IMDb, but not in the actual credits right. at the end of the movie. It, Maybe, maybe that was like their F you back to him. Like, you don't want to do it? We have this footage, you're under contract. So we, I don't know. But, uh, and you know, I, that whole scene is funny because they, early in the movie, you had Scooby and Shaggy and it, that, was, that was a total Scooby, Scooby-Doo kind yeah. of reveal, you know? Yeah, they should have done that with like, dude, not even the peel of the, the yeah. thing, they should have done like the but, mask. Yeah. That would have been a really good ending to have Matthew Lillard or Shaggy come <laughs> back and do that whole thing. But then Bill Goldberg is actually a female Tasmanian devil. Well, then, then I saw. Then I had a question about that. So the whole time, it's really a female Tasmanian devil. I like I, <laughs> it was like, so it was a female Taz that was Bill Goldberg that was pretending to be Sylvester, and just to get with Tasmanian devil. I don't know. I never knew there was a female. Yeah, I've I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I've seen her like one or two. Listen, there's a female Bugs Bunny too. There's a multiple female Bugs Bunnies, I think. Well, there's maybe a multiple Bugs female Bugs Bunny, but then there's a Bugs Bunny that does RuPaul's Drag Race because he does that earlier in the movie at the table randomly in front of Jen Alpha and they're eating breakfast. He turned into a woman. (laughs) Turns into a woman. He also turned into uh, Groucho Marx. Uh, We 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 skipped earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good. He's like the master of disguise. Maybe he he's maybe he's a uh, was it Laguini or Pistachio? Pistachio. <laughs> he's John Boyd, and That's... yeah, <laughs> just always changing, always changing. So the bad guys have Brendan Fraser, and they're holding him back. Oh no, this is so. The, for some reason, they kidnap them, and I never understand that movies. Why kidnap? You have what you want. Why kidnap a guy that can foil your whole? plan so they bring him into what you said might be a spaceship i thought it was just like an executive office 
So they're in this room and all the bad guys are holding Brandon Frazier back because Steve Martin's like, we're about to kill your dad. But this, it was pretty funny that they had him laying on the train track. The train was going to crash into him. There was dynamite. There was a swinging guillotine, guillotine and he was pissed off about that. Steve Martin's like, whoa, I did not ask for the swinging guillotine. <laughs> I forget what he called it. Well, it was a runaway train of death. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, he gives the, the blue monkey to Marvin the Martian to go put into the satellite. So Brandon Frazier's getting held back, but the bad guys don't think about holding back Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Like two guys that can probably do anything. They don't get hurt. And they just chase right after Marvin the Martian. It almost seemed like Steve Martin wasn't like, didn't even see them. Like he wasn't even focused on them whatsoever. And I do like the fact that they work together on us. Yeah. And they, and Steve Martin says so many times, not even kill bugs. It's kill the duck. Now he doesn't really even care about the other ones at some points in the movie later on. He wants them all dead, but he just, for some reason, he just lets him go. So even even the bad guys want to give no respect to Daffy Duck. Yeah. And meanwhile, Bugs Bunny is the one that is a problem with everybody. Daffy Duck is a Rodney Dangerfield of cartoon characters. He really is. But you know what, though? I, I think in ducks in general, because even Donald Duck, he gets crapped on. Yeah, so I, so I, I, it might be a duck thing. Might be ducks. Ducks do not get respect. No. So, so Steve Martin, we talked about it earlier. His big plot, his plan is, I want to turn everybody into monkeys. Does it make sense? No, but then he has Mary who he sexually harassed earlier in the movie back for more. And she looks so scared and frightened when she's in that room. Just, she almost looked like she was hit. Like, <laughs> it was weird, man. She, I, you know, I, I thought she was, she reminded me of the mom. I thought at first was the mom from uh, Adam's family. Um, Martisha, oh, Angelica Martisha. Houston. Yeah. yeah I kind of looked like her, a little yeah. bit in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, I, but I still don't understand like, Everybody there were all going to turn to monkeys. So even his employees, they were helping him basically turn themselves into monkeys. Yeah, I would say this plan's bananas, but that's just me. <laughs> Whoa. So, so uh, one thing that I thought was so stupid and another, another thing that they could have used the – I really thought the right guy was going to show up, him or the mafia guy, but the robot dog. Was he in any of the cartoons? Nothing, right? I don't right? think so because he was like live action. He wasn't a cartoon. He was yeah, a that, that was weird. I didn't – I don't understand that, but I guess it was more just more for, for distraction. Yeah, really didn't do anything, but yeah. To me, the monster would have been like the, the best part. Like, oh I, yeah, at that point, you need to stop them. Bring out the monster. Yeah, like, no, that would have been awesome. So I love Bugs when he's going. He he basically Daffy Duck and him kind of like okay, who wants to go save the Earth? And uh, so Bugs goes, okay, I'll save the humans. He gets out and he says, "What's up, Darth?" <laughs> and then pretty cool lightsaber battle that they go back and forth. Well, I you know, I was trying to think of how he knew how to use a lightsaber until I saw that he was reading a book saying uh the the force for dummies. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see it. So while he's swinging the lightsaber, he's reading a book at the same time. Force for dummies. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One cool throwback, obviously a lot of these everything that they mentioned cuz it's not like they made they weren't remaking like Bugs Bunny's in the 90s, 80s, I don't know last time they made them, but it was called Duck Dodgers when Daffy Duck got that, got into his garb and he just kept like always exploding himself. Every missile that he tried to put on his back just kept exploding. Well, every time he said the name. Yeah. So every time he said the name, you know, the duck, to me, Duck Dodgers reminds me of Dom DeLuise and Cannibal Run. 
Uh, yeah. Mr. Like, Captain Chaos. Like, yeah. it's like his alter ego that, you know, gives him the courage and, you know, get things done. And I really thought for, again, a cartoon, a kid's questionable adult movie, I thought it was a really cool ending because it was cool to have Daffy as the hero. He's basically like blown to smithereens. He's trying to do everything to, and he rips his, he has his beak. He uses his beak to throw it onto the satellite and then it's talking on the satellite and it catches the, you know, the blue monkey beam and it basically melts the satellite. He saves the day. Yeah. Well, that was he's, cool. It, it, listen, for once, he got respect. Rodney got respect, you know. But he yeah, really I, didn't. Well, <laughs> well, he, Bugs did say he definitely he did give him credit. But then he did the reverse psychology. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, at the, at the end of the movie, was that Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> it looked like him going into the limo right oh dude that kind of looked like him maybe <laughs> i don't know if you were maybe he worked for, i don't know we could look well because up. i because i looked one of the producers at when the credits were going on is weinstein but not harvey no no it was like maybe his wife linda or is he oh, married oh i did see that yeah it was a female name right yeah. so but i mean that guy look if it wasn't harvey weinstein it looked like someone that should it like they were trying to say it was harvey well, we'll have to we'll have to go back and check that out. <laughs> so Steve Martin is the only one that gets turned into a monkey, and Timothy Dalton, he has monkey cuffs. I guess he has like a universal like handcuff kit, and monkey ones were ones that were on there. And here's the part that was so screwed up. So Steve Martin's a monkey. Mary, she's free to go. She was crying like she was sad. He really screwed up her head. She was bawling. I, I, I see things differently. I don't know if he was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was, maybe they always had a relationship and he finally just blurted it out. Maybe they were dating for months. I, you know what? I still think that he was a cartoon. Steve Mars was a cartoon oh, because, okay. he, because he acted like a cartoon. Like he, you know, the way he moved and, and so I'm, I'm thinking like Mary's not who Mary looks like because Obviously, Steve Martin has a bunch of disguises, and I think Mary is someone else. Maybe Mary is the big hairy monster. There you go. How how amazing would that have been at the end of the movie that comes out? <laughs> or that's what she calls what's between her legs. Oh, oh. oh. It was in my head. <laughs> oh, but this was a kid's show. <laughs> All right. So this is pretty much the end of the movie. They're walking through the hallway, and then we see that it's a movie. It, we were watching a movie getting made the whole time. But one part that I thought was really cool, and then I was so confused, was Brendan Fraser is standing there with what awards was does he have? They look like fake Oscars. But then I thought it was going to be – that's what blew my mind. So it, we watched a movie with an actor who wasn't Brendan Fraser, but Brendan Fraser was – that made no sense. Why? It, it, I mean, it, it was like a, it was like an opening, like you know, like a, any actors could gotten there. It wasn't like he was in a movie. It was a movie. We watched a movie getting made. So, you're, so, so you're saying I know, but you, so, so maybe Brendan Fraser was the star in it, and and the whole time, the other guy was the stunt double. Oh, maybe. And then he was just there, and then he punched himself in the face. Yeah. And that, that, I thought that was pretty cool. That, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah, so you know what? I think that's probably what it was. That they made the movie, but he was the stunt the whole time. 
And then Porky Pig, he has to say that 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 that, that that's all, and they shut the lights off on him. Did you know that there was a end credit scene? No, what was it? It was a deleted scene of uh, Daff, uh, Daffy Duck running in the casino, the bad guy's chasing him, and then he pulls a slot machine, and three bombs come across. So the, the big goons looked at it. They thought they won. They put their hands out, and they blew up. Oh, look at that. Look at this guy watching past the credits. Avengers only tricks Jamie one time. That's the, it. And then he stays till the very end. Every movie. I was off right away. all right so that was looney tunes back in action jamie what'd you think you know like i said i mean i I, comparing it to roger rabbit which was like the original humans and cartoons um i don't think it holds water i think roger rabbit was in a class of its own um you know i love bugs bunny i think that yeah if you're a bugs bunny fan watch it because there are some a lot of throwbacks that you may appreciate um, if you could care less about Bugs Bunny, I don't think it's a kid's movie. I think it's more of an adult-related movie. But I think if they could make it better, I would have liked to see more with Bugs Bunny and some of the characters that we didn't get to see. You know, like the Orange Monster, maybe a little bit more por- – something with Porky Pig or a little bit more – almost like a Muppet movie. Like make it more like a, where the Muppets are, you know, equally shown scenes. Yeah. Have it with more of the Looney Tunes. Yeah, I – I obviously more cameos, but it been cool. There were some good ones in the movie. Like Heather Locklear was cool. Uh, Steve Martin, even though he was silly, it's cool to see, see Steve Martin in a movie. And you know what? We've seen a lot of movies that I've never seen before, like through doing this. I think this is our 25th sequel, 26th sequel. And it was pretty funny. Like a lot of times I'm like, Oh, this is, but I actually enjoyed it. Like the adult jokes were pretty funny. Steve Martin was weird, but I actually, I actually enjoyed this movie. I would say, honestly, check it out. Cause I thought there were some really cool parts in it. Uh, like the running through the artwork was really awesome. And I don't know. There was a lot of funny jokes. Yeah. You know, you can go to YouTube and put in the funny scenes and you, <laughs> you don't have to sit through the whole movie. Jamie will cut that video together so you guys can check it out. So that was Looney Tunes back in action. Next week, we have a guest, uh, my buddy Nick. He said he wanted to be a guest, so I gave him an Oscar snub film called Munchie. Yes, a singular movie is a sequel. The original is called Munchies. But yeah, so this movie is Munchie. Check out the trailer. It is (laughs) mind-blowing. Before we get to that, I was lucky enough to interview Don Fauntleroy. He was, it was his first, this movie, when I interviewed him, I didn't know what movie, sometimes when I interview folks, that's going to touch the nerve, that they say like, oh my God, this movie, after you see it, this movie just struck a chord with him because it was the first time uh, Roger Corman, who produced a bunch of these movies like Saturday the 14th, gave him a shot. And this is the first time he was the director of photography and he absolutely loved it he went on to he was a cameraman on goonies he worked on et he worked on terminator 2 and then he went on to direct and work on like jeepers creepers anaconda which i'm sure you've seen before so yeah this guy was really cool and again munchie is on amazon prime so if check it out don't forget to review rate share our podcast Don't forget to follow us on all social media at Sequels Only and our new website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.